Welcome to Dyslexia Jewels, where your hosts and guests are here to inspire, educate, and empower. Let's get this episode started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dyslexia Jewels. I am so excited to have Denise McFarlane co-hosting with me today. And to welcome our amazing guest, Kim Mason, who is the Executive Director of Women Cultivating Greatness. Good morning, Kim. Thank you for being here. Oh, good morning. Thank you so much. It's my honor. It's my honor to be here. Uh, Kim, we're so excited to learn more about your organization. And we're wondering, can you tell us um, how you got involved and uh, put together your team at Women Cultivating Greatness? Oh, thank you. Yes, I have been holding events in the Houston area since 2007. And we have a, uh, we had an annual um, gala, you know, called Divas Day. And I just wanted to give back to the community. And um, Actually, a friend of mine said, Kim, you know, after I had done it for several years, why don't you make this a nonprofit organization? And uh, so I did. And um, then, of course, with nonprofit organizations, we had to have a focus. And since I'm dyslexic and have ADD and um, a couple of other forms of dyslexia, I wanted to focus on that because I knew the challenges that adult women, you know, children become adults with dyslexia. So um, the people who I work with are nine amazing women. Some of them are teachers. Uh, Some of them are close friends who have known me for 25 years and just wanted to help out. And um, what I love about it is that we've been together for several years now, and I have I've had very little turnover with, um, you know, the people on the team. I'm excited about that. That's awesome. That's a great testimony. What specifically? So I'm a woman with dyslexia (laughs) and I know what it's like to struggle in the workplace. So I find your organization, how can you be a support to me? Yes, um, the first way is that we have a class every month. It's always the last Thursday of of the month. They're virtual. So you can go on Eventbrite and look up Women Cultivating Greatness and find it. And uh, the very first class that you're going to take is on learning styles, because I believe that if you know how you learn, whether it's kinesthetic, read, write, uh, visual, that um, once you know, you can have information presented to you for the best way for you to be able to absorb it. Because I remember being a kid and you know, sitting in class and not knowing what the teacher was talking about and feeling so lost. And I was labeled, you know, lazy. Uh, She's a daydreamer. She looks out the window all day. And um, 
you know, back in the 70s when I was in elementary school, it, it just wasn't prevalent um, to learn or to even know what dyslexia was. All I knew was that I was full of fear and that there was a class at the end of the hall where they put the kids that were different. And all I knew is that I could not go in that class because those were the kids that nobody ever saw, nobody ever talked to, and whether they were physically, emotionally, or whatever, they just stayed in that room and they didn't get to change classes like the other kids. And so I didn't even tell my mother that I was struggling in school because I wasn't sure if she might try to help me that would make me end in that class. So, and far as, and as far as women also, we have tools. Uh, we have a class on, um, you know, stress management, because that's important. We have um, a uh, class on learning LinkedIn. So professional women, you know, we help them with, with that kind of stuff. And also we diagnose, we um, do a screening to determine if you have, if you learn differently. Wow. I, I love awesome. this, Kim. This idea about understanding your learning style is so powerful. And I would imagine that you also encounter a lot of women with children and yes. possibly they're recognizing the struggle in their own children. Yes. And uh, we have an educational diagnostician on our team and she, uh, Several women have said, you know, I don't think I have this, but I think my son does or my daughter. And we've been able to partner me and Nikki Borton to get them tested. And in her program where she tutors children with dyslexia. Yeah, that is so important. And just so people understand, right? So one in five people have dyslexia. So mild to severe, that's the thing, you know, this spectrum is so wide and it's genetic. So it runs in families. So yes, if you're um, helping a woman um, that's struggling with learning issues, it's kind of possible that she might have a child who is as well. So I love that you focus on the positive side. <laughs> Um, what do you think about having dyslexia and why do you think it's important that we know we'd look at it in a positive way, even though it is quite a challenge, you know, for us? Yes, um, I had spent a lot of years hiding it because I didn't know what it was and I didn't want to be labeled as stupid or not being able to get it. Um, but now, you know what, I wasn't diagnosed until I was 30. And what happened, I was, I had graduated from high school and, and I, I did pretty well in high school, maybe a, a B minus kind of C average. And, um, I decided to go to college and 
I knew I couldn't take like six classes like some people do. So I was in a class and the lady sitting next to me said, are you dyslexic? And I said, what do you mean? And she says, well, I am a education major and I'm looking the way, looking at the way you hold your pencil, the way you write. Um, and she said, I said, well, you know, I've always known that I've had problems learning and it takes me longer to process. And so she directed me over to the Learning Disability Center at um, the college. And I was tested and it was like three hours long at that time. And, um, and then I was diagnosed. And when I was diagnosed, I just cried with joy because I, I found out that it wasn't my fault, that it was just the way my brain is built. And, um, you know, it was just, it just changed my life. So now I love it because I'm definitely a right brain thinker. And when I hold events, um, I'm a very detailed person. And so I've looked for the positives with, with being dyslexic and it doesn't go away. So sometimes I do struggle on the job you know, and, and I have to do extra work, but I just understand that that's the way my brain works and it's okay. Yeah. All right. That is amazing. As we start to wrap things up here, um, I'm just wondering um, any tips that you've come across uh, for the women that you've been working with um, in addition to the classes, are there things you recommend for women that you consult with? Yeah, I know um, one thing is to um, understand your learning style. And when you do that, it will open up to where you feel better. Like I know that I'm a kinesthetic learner. So if you show me and say, you click here, you click here, this is how... I will remember it. But if you tell me, um, unless I'm writing it down detail for detail, I'm not going to get it. And even with writing detail with detail, sometimes I may skip a step. So um, now on the, on the work, in the workplace, I'll say, hey, can we have a 30-minute meeting and you walk through that process with me? And, and most people will, oh, sure, okay. And, you know, because if you don't, I'm going to end up having to ask you again, you know, how to, how to do that, you know. And so my first is kinesthetic. Then the second is read, write, is, is my um, learning styles. The second thing is that mental health is very important. And I'm a mental health advocate. I'm also a mental health um, I'm a happiness coach. So I believe that if you manage the stress in your life, and, and we've been through two years of, oh my goodness, just totally changed everyone's lives. And um, if you manage your stress, that really, really helps. It really helps. So those would be two things. And 
to just get in classes for people with dyslexia so that you can understand some of the ways that helps you process information better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything you're saying is so important. I really wish that employers (laughs) would learn this because we are losing a great percentage of our workforce of truly creative, bright people, you know, and I know I just started a new job and they have one way of giving you information, (laughs) you know, and it's like, you know, this is how you do this. Okay. (laughs) And I know right away, I'm not going to learn it that way. And I have to say that, you know, I have to say, well, no, I have to do it a few times. And um, I think that we need to be open to that and realize, you know, just like in school too, our teachers (laughs) to realize this, but we do all learn different and that's okay. So take the stigma out of it, you know, That's the thing, the shame. And you talk about stress. Well, a lot of stress comes from feeling like you can't be successful in your workplace. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think everything that you're doing, too, is really empowering people to advocate for themselves. And that is a lifelong skill. We, We can start when we're little, right? Speak up for yourself. Let us know what you need. Um, and then, as you said, Janie, on the employer side, we need to be open to listening to that and respecting it. Yeah. Kim, I am so happy that you joined us this morning. And I cannot wait to, you know, learn more, get involved <laughs> I and promote what you're doing because I think it's so greatly needed. Um, and I definitely understand the shame, um, because we want people to perceive us as smart. We get it, you know, in the workplace we want, and it's, that's also tied to our, our salary. Right. So like, we don't want to take a chance to say we're different, you know, because we don't want to rock the boat depending on how our employer might feel about that, but we have to help people to understand that. And it's okay. Um, in closing today, what would be a piece of advice that you would give someone or maybe a word of inspiration. Maybe there's a woman that's going to be listening (laughs) to us and she's like, I can so relate to this. What would you say to her? That you were born and made perfectly just the way you are to find something that you love and pursue it. And um, just never give up and that it's, it's okay to um, feel the way you feel and, and um, you will be just fine. But you have to work at getting the tools that you need to make your life what you want it to be. So um, like I just totally believe in people's happiness. So perfectly said. Thank so you. perfectly said. All right. Well, we are closing out this Dyslexia Jewels. Thank you again, Kim, so much. Um, and please, please give us a listen. Share this because it is greatly needed. If you don't think it is, I have to say it again. One in five people, you know, have. And Denise, 
we know how many different learning styles do people have? You know, Kim spoke to this a little bit, but right. So many. So please share this um, to help someone. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we will see you on the next Dyslexia Duels. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Dyslexia Jewels. Join Jane, Meredith, and Presley in the next episode coming soon. In the meantime, if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'd really appreciate it as this helps others find the show. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.